to another episode of the Cajun Conservative. We hit a quarter. That's right. Episode 25. And I'm happy for everyone that has been listening for all the 25 episodes. As I always tell you, the Cajun Conservative, we talk about life, we talk about liberty, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and showing the world that, yes, Cajuns do have intelligence. The reason I say that as well, you know, you might be asking why he says this. Because, you know, and I was thinking about the other day, poor Cajuns, we get portrayed as some some second-rate citizens a lot of times. You know, if you ever watch The Water Boy and Bobby Boucher, eh, you kind of figure out why I say that. We're all not like Bobby Boucher. We are smart here. And you know what? Majority of us here in Cajun country are conservative. So thank God I live in a red state. I have a blue governor, but thank God I live in a red state. It is a privilege to live here. In this great state of Louisiana, but uh, we got a we got a jam packed show today. Um, before we get into all our topics, which I have, I have two topics that I feel are very important. One is Democrats lied again. It's not not a shock to me. You know, they said they weren't going to pack the court, but guess what? Thursday they went ahead and put legislation to go ahead and had four judges to the Supreme Court. Big shocker? No. Trump told us we're going to explain that, and also we're going to talk about. The shooting that happened last Monday night uh, in Minneapolis, I got some details on that, and I'm going to give you my opinion on the shooting itself and the stupidity of the riots after. But before we go on, I want to go ahead and welcome to the Cajun Conservative, Miss Lauren Collins. Now, you might be asking who Lauren Collins is. Well, she has a Facebook page in the great state of Texas, um, not a Facebook page, a podcast, Call. I just got something. I just got to say something. And Miss Lauren, welcome to the podcast today. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. Now, look, Miss Lauren. When I first heard of your podcast, it was through a mutual friend, uh, Scott Ford from the Scott Ford Show. Love Scott out there up in the great North. And um, he was on your podcast, and that's how I was introduced to I Just Gotta Say Something. Uh, Miss Lauren, how you came up with the name, first off? That, that's a name that, that's a phrase everybody says, but nobody ever thought about putting it on a podcast. What what made you want to go ahead and just start your podcast? Well, um, what happened actually was I was in the car with my dad, and we were listening to WBAP. And I think it was Mark Levine was talking about podcasts. And so I just started Googling podcast apps and I came across Anchor. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one. I'm going to start one. And I was sitting there just thinking of a name. And my dad is the one that actually came up with it. And he said, I just got to say something because I always have to say something. It doesn't matter what it is. I always have to give my two cents. Whether people want it or not, I give it. So my dad actually came up with the name of it. Is, is and it, I thought it fit pretty good. Yeah, it's a good catchy name. Like I said, when I saw that Scott was going to be on your show, I looked at it. I was like, hmm, I never I never heard of this. you know. And I, I, I heard your show for the first time, and I love uh, how you present yourself. I love how you, you, you explain the truth. You get what I'm saying? And unfortunately we don't right. have that. Uh, I told a brother in the Lord today uh, at church, I said, people just don't want truth no more. They just don't, they don't want to be informed. They just want to live their life and they just want to go ahead and walk this, walk this, this in this world and not worry about politics. And unfortunately you got to worry about it. And there's just not a lot of people speaking their minds out there no more. No. And I think a lot of it is, 
uh, just fear, being afraid of being labeled something bad or losing their job. Um, fortunately, like you said, I live in Texas. So the things that you see happening around the country, you don't see that here. Um, you know, where I work, uh, probably 85% of my customers are black and there's no tension there. There's none of that going on here. So I don't really know what that's like because it just doesn't happen in Texas. And I think that's why in, especially even just recipes in general, you have more people being outspoken because they don't deal with that. So they're not as scared as people in like Democrat run states. But at some point you have to get past the fear and realize that sometimes sacrifices do have to be made. And, you know, I feel like if you're not willing to make the sacrifice, then you're not even willing to help at all. And, and it just, that's what it takes. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the podcast world has been seeing a lot more, more conservative podcasts. Um, I was introduced to one this week called the conservative teen, a 14 year old boy that created a podcast. He wanted to go ahead and expose the left. We have, you know, if you type up conservative or conservatism on anchor or Apple or Google or wherever you, wherever your platform you look at more and more conservative podcasters are coming out. And we got some big ones like Dan Bongino, uh, Ben Sapino. Um, you have, you have some great Mark Levin has a podcast, you know, rush had a podcast for years, and right. it, it, conservatism is growing because I think a lot of people are seeing the hypocrisy on the left and they want to know the truth. And some individuals like you and I, we, you know, we, we took the stand of faith and went to a podcast to expose the the lies of the left. Right. And I mean, I, I wish I know there's a lot, but I wish that there would be more and not necessarily making a podcast. I mean, it's just not everybody doesn't want to do that but just more people getting involved, um, sharing things that they hear. But, I mean, even that's getting difficult to share things through social media with the censorship and being cut off. And um, I was I was in Facebook jail for three days. I just got let, let back on about an hour ago. And it was just over a picture. There's nothing serious. They didn't like it, so they locked me out. And um, it's just, it's getting hard to just get things out there. And I think the reason why that's happening is because the left is afraid of people waking up and finally standing up for what's right and trying to change things and then them losing their power. So they're just cutting it all off. And see, that's why they got rid of Parla. That's why they got rid of Parla. I, and I, I'm, I'm still on Parla. They put it back up. But uh, I think it was last right. week the Apple CEO said, look, I'm, we're thinking about putting it back in the um, the Apple store. But it, it was kind of funny how, you know, with the rides and everything, they were saying all these people, you know, 
they they spoke violence on the politicians and everything. And if it happened, I, I think Parler should have took them off in a way could not to promote violence. But at the same time, it's funny how Google and Apple and all these big pla- Amazon went ahead and said, Look, we're just going to pull them off of the platforms so they don't have a voice right. no more. And, and that's what that's what bothered me is that these big tech corporations like Apple and, you know, and uh, Facebook and Twitter all teamed up to pull this uh, pull Parler down. And to make it into nothing where they couldn't have no free speech. And it was funny, Apple, uh, not Apple, uh, Facebook said it a while back. Look, y'all, y'all don't have to be on our platform. Go create your own platform. We did it or right. somebody did it. And then they went ahead and said, well, y'all, y'all, y'all not part of our club. So we're going to take y'all down. We're going to hurt y'all. Yeah. So make your own server now. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's basically that's what Paula had to do. So, and, and look, we know that, you know, you're talking about you've been in Facebook jail. I have not yet, fortunately. Uh, I'm waiting for the day where I get a ban. I've got warned a few times, but I haven't, you know, yeah. been in Facebook jail. I have a friend that's been in there for five, five, six times already, and he posts his opinions and they just take it off. And the freedom of speech, the First Amendment, is being attacked so much right now. It is beyond belief. Yeah. It, you know, I. I think, okay, so, because I, I am definitely a defender of freedom of speech, but um, I watch Michael Knowles a lot. That's where I get a lot of my inspiration from, and he'll talk about free speech, and he's right when he says that free speech, that conservatives do not believe in just complete freedom of speech. There are guidelines to it and um because i don't think that you know and that's like the you know you can't incite violence you can't threaten people and i think that conservatives have lost sight of what exactly free speech is and so we're just kind of making a blanket statement that you know you should be able to say anything you want at any time and i don't necessarily believe that but what is being censored is not anything like that. It's opinions are being fact-checked, something that I just personally think in my own mind. And I'm told that that's a fact-check, that's wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 I checked it myself. That, that's how I feel. You can't tell me that my feelings are wrong. So that's, that's the, the dangerous part. And they're not just, censoring things that are dangerous they're censoring just opinions in general anything that they don't like and even if you're on the left they censor people on the left they eat their own it's gonna happen and i don't know why people can't see that well, I, I don't i don't it, understand it and it goes to a point like you said fact checking opinions which you can have an opinion on anything you know i can have the opinion that the sky is red it might be wrong but i can still have an opinion on it but they, they want everything to be black and white. And I understand, but it gets me, you know, they censor things that, that are true. Or we talk some about the riots or the voting fraud. We go ahead and we share that and they tell us, well, look, that's false. That has been proven wrong. But they didn't censor nobody with the Russian collusion. They didn't censor nobody with Hunter Biden's laptop, apparently. They, they, they got, it's things that they think is right or they want to promote their agenda and their lies. But when it's something true, they want to go ahead and censor off so nobody else can see it. Yeah, 
Well, and that's that's the problem with journalists today is they don't like you said they want everything black and white. They act like there's no nuance to anything, which is not true. I mean, nothing is ever black and white other than something simple like you said the sky is blue yeah that's black and white the sky is blue but just everything else that they like to talk about and and they get to pick and choose what stories they're going to cover and that's why you don't ever hear about certain things but um what you always hear about are police shootings you hear about that all the time when it involves black people or something in a, a cop encounter involves uh, a Hispanic person, then they label them Afro-Latinos so they can put black in there somewhere to draw attention to it. But that's all they ever want to cover. And that is what's causing the false narrative of major racism. And then it's dividing everybody. But communists know that division of a country is what tears it down. Right. And the race baiting is what works. It works because it's happened before. So it's not a stretch to think that it could happen again because we went through it. But it's not happening again. It's fake. And so, also, but that's, that's what they like to do. You can tie in the gun violence and everything as well with that. You know, could you talking about you know, using race, race biting as, oh, this white cop shot this black guy or vice versa, whatever. And they, oh, look, you see, this is a racist issue, but look at, and you know, it's funny when they're trying to punch, uh, try to push gun control on us. All of a sudden there's all these shootings. Now I'm not saying they plan these shootings, but at the, but these shootings happen all the time, but when they want to push gun control, all of a sudden they're pulling all these stories and pushing them in the front and try to divide the second amendment gun rights people against the people on the left that say we shouldn't have guns and it only should be the military and it should be only the government that has them, which our founding fathers definitely didn't want that to happen. No, no, that's a very dangerous concept that only government has the guns. Oh, and it wouldn't just be government because you, your criminals would have the guns. But uh, for some reason, they seem to think legislation will stop criminals. Well, it hasn't so far. Nope. So I, I don't know where they get that mentality. But speaking of the shooting, funny you say that because my mom and I actually had this conversation about the conspiracy that, and it is just a conspiracy theory, that these could be planned to push gun control legislation. Um, I mean, people in the government can be pretty evil. And I, I wouldn't put it past them. Now, I can't prove it. If I could, I would. But I wouldn't put it past them to do something like that to push their agenda. Right. They have and no problem hurting people. No, they don't. They don't. And, and the thing of it is, it's, I, I learned stuff about, about politicians. They could be, they can go in there with a good heart. And they, when they get in there, they're unique and they're, uh, they're genuine in what they believe. But after a while being in there, you start getting, you start sinking into the swamp and you start sinking into uh -huh. the, I call it the, the mire down here. And then they, they don't start thinking about the people no more. It's me, myself, and how I, how can I make myself better? And what can I do to get, you know, get my agenda passed? If I vote with this Democrat, will he vote with me on the next one or vice versa with Republicans? And, and it's not about the people no more. It's about, 
themselves and how they can make themselves more richer. And look, I'm going to use for the prime example, our Senator here in Louisiana, Bill Cassidy, you know, he was a two face. He ran on Trump's coattail saying how he was going to support Trump and Trump was his president. Him and Trump talked all the time. They were good friends. But when it came down to the impeachment trial, that was it. He, he forgot Trump and he's like, Oh no, Trump's Trump can get out of there. Cause he just got elected and he wanted Trump out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. That's what it does. Money and power can corrupt. And I'm not saying that there aren't a handful of good people in Congress. I think Ted Cruz, um, uh, Jim Jordan, there, there's several in there that are decent people that have, I don't think have been corrupted yet. Doesn't mean that it can't happen. But uh, you have this handful of people trying to fight the entire establishment. And that's a very hard thing to do. Because it's not just the government. It's big tech. It's big pharma. It's the education system. It's media. It's all of that culture. And you have a handful of people trying to fight that. And it is a lose-lose situation unless we actually learn to use the power that we have when we have it. We don't ever use our power when we have it. Well, no, the, the reason, I don't, I don't. The reason being conservatives for some odd reason, when they're in power, they still, they, they still think they got an answer to the Democrat party. Look, look what right. happened with Trump in there with Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan was a rhino through and through, but he always went back and talked to the Democrats. Oh, we got to get their opinion. Oh, we got to get their... They're not in power. And that's why I tell people right now, look, Democrats in total power. You think they're talking to Republicans and conservatives and trying to get their viewpoint? Biden said it the well, other no, day. He said, that... Biden said it the other day. He said, listen, I can't get, you know, this don't have no support of the Republicans, but they better support it. Or are we going to pass it through no matter what? So it's not, they're not looking on the other side. They're doing what they want. But it's sad when Democrats in power or when Republicans in power, the Democrats say, oh, they got to work with us and they got to be with us. Right. And I think people misunderstand that I don't mean that when we have the power to abuse it or do oh, immoral I agree, I agree, things. Yeah. So it's a way to use power in, a, in the right way. But we can see too much ground. We try to play nice. We don't want to step on anybody's toes. And that is what has caused us to be so far behind. And I don't know if there's really anything left to conserve. I think now it's time to make something new, build it again, make it better, and then try to conserve that in the future. Because we've lost a lot. And and I don't think that's anything that's left right now is much worth conserving other than our founding documents. Well, we got, we got to live by the, we got to live by the constitution. And unfortunately, Democrats, don't don't like the constitution they don't want to go ahead and follow that whatsoever they they like twisting it into their own advantage mm-hmm. they don't they don't use it the right way and i uh david burden david burden is from texas by the way a great christian historian said that he i bought a little book about the second amendment he was talking about the constitution in there he said the, the the scholars from early on in our history said that we need to go back and look at the original intent, not to think what we think they said, but go look at their intent mm-hmm. and see 
what we have. And unfortunately, politicians don't do that today. Uh, Miss Lauren, before uh, before we go, we got a few minutes left. I want to go ahead and ask okay. you a question, because I noticed on your podcast that you just don't talk about political stuff. You talk about biblical stuff. And I talk about the Bible here. Uh, on the podcast every so often uh, I got a podcast called brothers just searching where me and a few brothers and the Lord get together and have a Bible study and just give testimonies out of what God's doing. And I wanted to go ahead and ask mm-hmm. you about that. Are you a strong person of faith? I am. Um, so I, I grew up in the church, um, about this church and I was just raised that way. Um, when I was 16, I got saved Man. and, you know, I, I've mentioned to people, you know, I've not lived the most, uh, Christian life always. I'm human. I've made mistakes in my past. I made some pretty bad ones, but, um, over the last probably three or four years, I've really gotten back in to church and, uh, I never like not believed it. I just was backslidden, but I got back into church and started going again and started trying to just rebuild my life better, fix the things that had gone wrong. And, um, I I think everything that I've gone through and it it would take hours to dissect the things that I have dealt with in my past, but what I have gone through, if it wasn't for God and having faith and being a Christian, I think that I would have had a mental breakdown. I really do. I don't know how many people can handle that without that kind of, without God walking with them and helping them through it and giving them grace to handle it. And also, you know, a dad and a stepmom who've supported me through all of it. And um, also having kids to live for to get things right. But Number one and foremost, God is what has gotten me through everything. Amen. And how how that old saying say, but God stepped in. Amen. That's right. And I, I don't know how anybody goes through life without a relationship with God. I, I don't get it. I feel like, you know, I've talked to people about it that don't believe in God. And I'm like, you know, if I'm wrong and there is no God, I have lost nothing. I've lived a very good life. And I've lost nothing at the end. But if you're wrong, when you die, you have just lost everything. Man. That's the argument I kind of use. I don't know if it works with anybody. But that's kind of how I see it. I, but it's true, though. You know, I, I told I told our youth last night, I'm a youth minister at our uh, church. I told him, I said, look, as a youth group, I, I, you know, I like doing games. I like showing movies and I like doing something to give them an entertainment. I said, but you know, if I focus more on just entertaining y'all and not sharing the gospel with y'all and, and sharing life, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all might fall and go to hell. But if I preach doctrine to y'all and I preach truth and I preach about Jesus Christ and what he did at the cross, you know, and y'all come save, look, that's worth more than anything. And I agree with you. I don't know how anyone can walk in this world without Christ. It just, yeah. to me, it seems impossible. Especially now, especially now. I mean, after the end coming very near, um, I'm actually anxiously anticipating it. I just don't know how much worse things can get. And it, I mean, the shootings all the time, 
Um, and I'm not just talking about cop shootings. I'm talking about people, the cop in Burleson just got shot and they murdered some other woman during that whole thing. And just everything that's going on. I just talked about a mother suing New York saying that um, incest laws are unconstitutional because she wants to marry her adult son. Wow. And I'm just like, what has happened? I don't get it. Other than this is signs that, you know, good will be called evil and evil will be called Amen. good. That's what you see. I did and a whole, I did a whole I, episode I about that the other day. Well, and that, that's why I started my Bible prophecy series that I've been doing every Friday to talk about the rapture and the tribulation and to explain. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people that are mid and post tribulation believers. I'm a pre tribulation believer. I don't believe I'm going to be here because that is punishment for Israel, not for the church. 100% and agree. I'm just, Right, I just try to explain it, and just if somebody gets something out of it, even if it's one person, then that's worth all of it. And mm-hmm. I enjoy doing the study. It's it's a new study for me as well. It, it, I've never done it. Bible prophecy, and and look, I, I'm 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 going through a book right now. Uh, Jimmy Swaggart wrote a book about Daniel. It's a it's a uh, just on Bible prophecy, nothing about the stories of him and the the den of lions and all that. It's just Bible prophecy. I'm in the middle of that right now, and it's fascinating what what you hear from. I have a friend that did a podcast, a Christian podcast, a while back on Bible prophecy. He talked about everything that came out of Daniel, and he he built his whole his whole theology around that. And it's amazing. Bible prophecy is amazing right. to study. It they are and. Um, I like to study it because I don't, I study it from people who have studied it for years and I read what they write because I, I don't understand it. Um, even reading Revelation, sometimes I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> but that's just because it hasn't been revealed to me yet. That's just, that's how it happens. Just one day you'll get it uh, when it's time for you to get it. And um, I enjoy it because I see a lot of people saying that they've been prophesying and I personally do not believe that God speaks people through prophecies today. That ended. And I, 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 maybe they think they really are. Maybe they're confused or maybe they're lying. I don't know. But I felt the need to set the record straight. And whether people believe what I'm saying is true or not, I can only speak what I know to be the truth. And, and that's what I try to do. I try to do a little bit of everything. Amen. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no, like you say, you just got something to say. You just got something to say and saying it. Well, Miss Lauren, right. Miss Lauren, I want to go ahead and ask you, can you go ahead and uh, tell us where your podcast is located and where people can go ahead? And uh, we use both the same program anchor. So nine out of 10 is on the same platforms yeah. as us. So, but go ahead and explain that to everyone for me. Yeah. So it's anchor.fm and you just search. I just got to say something and it pulls it right up. Uh, Lauren Collins. And I'm on Pocket Cast, Google, um, I think it's Apple Podcast. There's a lot, but I don't know how to use all of them, so I don't <laughs> plug them all. Um, and then, of course, you know, my Facebook, it's under Lauren Collins. I just got to say something. And I have email, got to say something21 at gmail.com. That's where you can get me. Well, Miss Lauren, look, keep up the fight, keep up the faith, and uh, let, let's keep moving this this 
this movement of conservatism and, and the gospel for most, that's the first thing that we're, you know, as Christians, we have to do. We have to preach the gospel and just keep up the good work. You're doing a great job there in Texas. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me today. No problem. Everyone, that was Miss Lauren Collins from I Just Gotta Say Something podcast. You can find that on Apple, Google, and Spotify. All the platforms that we're on, you can go ahead and find it on there as well. And uh, if you have any questions and y'all can't get in touch with Miss Lauren Collins, go ahead and shoot us a message on Facebook or you can go ahead and send me a message on Anchor and we'll go ahead and get y'all connected. Stay tuned, everyone. We got our topics that we're going to be talking about today, which is going to be the riots and the shooting in Minneapolis. Stay tuned for that. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. doing everybody welcome back to the cage conservative that was miss lauren collins from i just gotta say Take something podcast go ahead and check her out again on apple google spotify and other platforms that you can have that you can listen to on podcasting and like i said every every podcast uh, network that we're on she is on as well so that goes ahead and gives you a good idea if you're on Spotify listening right now or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Anchor. Go look them up. Go look her up. She is a, a great podcaster and explaining truth. You, you know, you heard her say how about, you know, about everything going on in the world, about her being Facebook banned and, or Facebook jail, as we call it here, the conservative, uh, the Cajun conservative show. It's, a, you know, help these people out. You know, I, I, I'm looking at getting a couple of more uh, podcasters on here that, that share, you know, share freedom. They, they, they talk about the freedom um, in, in, in fighting for this, this nation, this republic that is being tore down by the left. Because with cancer culture and all this other stuff, the racial divide, the, you know, trying to take the guns away and all trying to take away our freedom. But there's people out there that's telling you, look, there's, this is what's going on and trying to inform everybody. And unfortunately they're not, you know, people are turning a deaf ear or they just don't want to know about it. They, I call that being willfully ignorant, just seeing the problem, but just imagining it's not there. That is being willfully ignorant. And it just, it's sad, folks, but we do have people out there that are spreading, including this podcast, the Scott Forrest Show, uh, Lenar Score on Facebook. Go check them out. There's people that are trying to spread the word for freedom and trying to pass conservatism out there, and we need to support them. So um, I want to encourage you to go look up Miss Lauren Collins, 
podcast. I just got to say something. It's a great podcast. I'm subscribed. She's subscribed to this, this podcast and a great lady and a great American out there in the great state of Texas. All right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about a couple of topics that happened this week. And I, I can honestly say the big one that I'm going to talk about right now is the shooting of Donye Wright. I hope I said his name. I think it's Donye Wright, his name. And um, look, I'm, I'm, you know, and I think a lot of conservatives already covered this point. And there's two, there's two sides of this story that I'm going to talk about. One is the actual shooting. And what I've seen from watching the video, I've seen the video, uh, some clips of it, and I, I heard audio that I feel that this, um, the, the police officer in the heat of the moment grabbed the wrong weapon and fired at him. She didn't fire multiple shots. She fired one fatal shot, and it caused Mr. Wright's death. And we're going to talk about that. But then we're going to talk about the aftermath, about nobody hearing no evidence, nobody, you know, you know taking in consideration her side of the story and started these riots and we're going to start, we're going to talk about this, but I want to talk about the, the actual event of Mr. Wright's death. Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. And you heard it the last segment, how, uh, how, you know, me and Miss Lauren was talking about faith. You know, it, it, it hurts me to see someone pass away, especially when you don't know where they're going. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not trying to say, I don't know Ms. Donye Wright's heart. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, you know, I, I can't sit here in the studio and say, hey, he's in heaven or he's in hell. I cannot say that because I don't know. I'm also not the judge. I can't, I can't say what, you know, maybe if he wasn't, I hope in the last moments of his life, he cried out to the Lord Jesus Christ and he made it to heaven. I hope. That's a hope that we have. But when I hear of a shooting, especially at this this mass, you know, attention that's going around it. This is a person that lost their life. And that's the first thing we need to look. I pray for his mom. I pray for his dad. If he was married, I pray for his wife, his girlfriend, whoever. That was a loss of life. And that, I just, I, I, I hate hearing that. But when you look at the, the look at the, uh, the, the facts that around this, this incident in uh, Minneapolis out of all places, almost a year to date when George Floyd died and, and it, I'm trying to put it into unique word. I'm trying to put it, I'm trying to be sensitive, but at the same time, it's kind of hard. These cops stopped a criminal. These stop this, these cops stopped a criminal. And I think they had something on his visor or, you know, I, it was the air freshener, you know, and look here in Louisiana, we pass by some, we in the swamps, we pass by some stinky stuff. So we hang air fresheners out here in the state of Louisiana is not illegal to have It's legal. You can put it on there to make your car smell good. Apparently he had one and the cops stopped him. When they ran his numbers, and if you watch the video, he was, up, he was complying a lot during the videos. But when they went to go arrest him, he jumped in his car, and the, the female officer of 26 years, she was not, she didn't just start this job yesterday. She knew what she was doing, went ahead and tried to stop him. She wasn't trying to let the felon get away. When, while the struggle, she went to go re- reach for her taser, and she reached for her 
she grabbed her gun and fired in the heat of the moment. There's audio out there when she said, oh, I shot him. If you watch the video, it was. You could tell she didn't mean to shoot him. He drove off, hit a tree, and he died, unfortunately. An accident that some might say should have never happened. Folks, they ran his numbers. This dude, now look, I'm going to quote my buddy Scott Ford in his video the other day. And it's titled, Comply and You're Not Going to Die. Go look that up on Facebook, uh, YouTube. But Scott had a good point. Only if he would comply. Now look, I, I grew up in a home where I was taught authority. My dad was the final authority. If he told me something and I did it, I, I, I was obeying him. If I didn't, I got the consequences. Like I said, I, I wish Mr. Wright wouldn't have passed on to the other side because I don't know his faith. But if he would have just went ahead and complied and took his punishment, look, the reason he had a warrant, he robbed a woman and sexually assaulted a woman. Do you really think the cops are going to go ahead and, oh, don't do that again, Mr. Wright, and you missed your court date, so we're not going to go ahead and arrest you. They also had a lot of things. I think his license was flagged, if I'm not mistaken. They had all kind of stuff they were going to put him in jail for. He decided to fight the cops, try to get back in his car, and unfortunately, an officer had to take deadly force. She says she was trying to grab for the taser. Now, look, since this incident on Monday night, this officer of 20-some years lost her job. She resigned. The chief of police resigned. I, I don't blame him if he was there last year. This is headache. He don't want to deal with that. They resigned, and she was charged with second-degree manslaughter. Can I justify anything that happened? Look, like I said, it was an accident. If she would have grabbed the taser and shot him with the taser, Mr. Wright would have went to jail. We wouldn't have none of these problems. But in the moment, she grabbed her pistol. Now, people might say, well, the pistol and the taser. If you look at a taser and a pistol, I know a lot of cops. I've seen them on their belts. A taser grip and a pistol grip is basically the same thing. Did she have her taser too close to her pistol? People might argue that, but I'm not going to go ahead and say that this woman, you know, did anything wrong. She was trying to, she wasn't trying to shoot the guy. If she was trying to kill this guy, she probably would have shot him more than once. And in the audio, she wouldn't have said, oh, I shot him. Now, I might make some people mad at me because of my stance here, because especially like Black Lives Matter and other other groups like the Black Panthers. Oh, this is a racial thing. Oh, white cop shot a black man again. This is all, this is George Floyd all over again. No, it's totally different. This lady did not put her knee on this man and choked him to death. That trial is going on right now. And look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to make people mad at me. But according to the Constitution and according to our way of life in America, he is innocent until proven guilty. Until that jury comes out and says he's guilty, he is innocent. (gasps) Isaac, no, you can't say that. You're going to offend people. Well, heck on it. I shouldn't have started a political podcast. That whole trial, and I have not been following the trial. 
But what I'm hearing, they're publicizing this like this, like they, they're putting they're 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 putting Saddam Hussein on trial. What happened with George Floyd and I have, I, I wasn't doing this particular podcast, but I was doing our other podcast, Brothers Just Searching. I said it was it was horrendous. What happened to George Floyd should have never happened. And if this cop did wrong and they prove it in the court of law this week or whenever they, they pass the verdict, he should be he should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Now, look, I'm not going to go ahead and bypass this woman. If they prove in a court of law that she broke the law and that she she did this on purpose, she should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But until then, folks, she is innocent until proven guilty. That's how America works. Not according to the left, because the left thinks you're guilty until you're proven innocent. And that's totally opposite. But that don't surprise me with the left, because the left, that, that's how they think. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. And it's totally opposite. A, a prosecutor has to prove that you're wrong, that you broke the law and you should be, you should be executed. You should be, um, you, you should go ahead and face the consequences for your actions. They have to prove that. But I'm going to go ahead and, and, and talk. I'm talking about this because I think it's important. Did this woman, is it, was it by accident? What We don't know. That's why we, go, we got to hope that the Justice Department and, and the justice system do her due diligence and gives her a fair shot. Not like the people that go ahead and need an excuse to go riot a store. Because after that incident, all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter and the Black Panthers go ahead and say, we need a protest. They go to Minneapolis and they start burning buildings again. They start looting. They start tearing down streets. Some of these businesses haven't even recovered from the last time with George Floyd. I'm going to sit here behind this mic and say it again. What happened to George Floyd and his knee being that cop having his knee on his neck was wrong. Every conservative, every right-wing media outlet has said it was wrong. The death of Dwan Wright, him dying, and in this incident, it was wrong that he died. It was a mistake. It was an accident. We will go ahead and look at the facts and say that. But by golly, it does not give anyone the right to go into a city to burn it, to, to go into and to go into a store and burn it, or take all the goods and hurt the business owner. And if you come on this podcast and tell me, yes, it's justified because no justice, no peace, you need to go back to school because you're dumb as a box of rocks. Look, I, they, they can, you know. They can't, I'm sorry, they can't fix stupidity. Every one of them fools that are running around Minneapolis burning down at the dead of night, I call them what they are. They're terrorists. Because they want this woman to be prosecuted and not look at the facts and just put her in jail and throw away the key without her due process. And to, for them to get their results that they want, they're going to terrorize the streets that they're protesting in. And I'm sorry, these politicians that go on, on, on TV and say, this isn't terrorism, this isn't an insurrection because it's happening at night. 
where nobody's in the business, but see the Capitol riot, people were in there. That's terrorism. No, you're speaking at both ends of your mouth and you're dumb. This is what I'm going to say. Look, I, I, a lot of people might not agree how Dr. Martin Luther King did it back in the day, but it kind of worked for him when he protests peacefully. He protests peacefully, folks. And Black Lives Matter and all these people that are promoting violence. You need to get your head examined. If you follow Dr. Martin Luther King's way, you know what's sad? Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson walked with Dr. King. And they don't even stand for what he did. Yeah, they, they don't they don't even they, they they don't even hold up to a measure of Dr. Martin Luther King. This man was talking about having a plan where you didn't look at the color of your skin. Where and, and look, where men are created equal. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson are living off the fat of racism. If they didn't have racism in America, these people would be poor as God knows what. But because they they feed off of racism, because they don't want racism to end, because that's how they make a pocket. That's how they make a check. I might be offending some people, and if I am, I'm sorry. But look, you need to hear the truth. Men like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpen are living off the backs of poor individuals that believe every lie that comes out of their mouth. They're not for social justice. They're, they're for social division. I don't think nothing justifies Black Lives Matter and Black Panthers and all these other associations that tell people go into a Target and get a nice 90 inch television because you deserve that because they shot a black man. I think that I think that is stupid. I don't I'm not against peaceful protests. I'm not. But when you go into a store and riot and take things that you are look this is a crime they're doing because when they lose they steal they should go to jail but unfortunately they're not doing it and and this is this ironic thing i want people to think about this because the story broke that the founder of black lives matter has spent 3.5 i believe million dollars on the homes the woman that founded Black Lives Matter has four homes. The one, one of them, the price tag is 100.4. And I heard that, that athletes donated to Black Lives Matter. You had the NBA having it on the backs. People gave money to this organization. And this woman is living, living in majority white neighborhoods. In these nice big houses while these other fools are running around Minneapolis stealing everything they want. Is that social justice? No, I call that chaos and terrorism. It's hypocrisy what it is. This woman telling, oh, we all these black people are having, we, we're in justice. We, we don't have justice. We need no justice, no peace. And she's living in not one, not two, not three, but four homes. And one of them reaching to the price tag of 1.4 million. This is ironic, folks. 
telling you leader, telling you followers, hey, go, go ride, go do this, and look, sponsor us because we're we're promoting social justice. No, they're not promoting social justice. They're promoting social divide. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the third and final segment of this podcast, The Cajun Conservative. If you have not yet, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Also, go ahead and like us on Facebook. And I've been saying that, and I just haven't had the time to really work on it. We do have a website in the works. So when that happens, I'm going to go ahead and get y'all involved. I'm going to tell y'all to go look at it and stuff like that. But, you know, help us out by subscribing. Um, You know, on the first segment, we had Lauren Collins. And that helps us when you subscribe and you go ahead and tell your friends about all these podcasts that we help and support here at the Cajun Conservative. It helps us out, too. Please tell your friends. Go ahead and share the podcast on your social media accounts. And also go ahead and, and just help us out, man. Help help us out. And I'm, I'm going to go back to what I was saying a few minutes ago. Folks, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Black Lives Matter, Black Panthers, are, any organization that says they're fighting for social justice and they're promoting violence, with the phrase, no justice, no peace. They're not fighting for social justice. They're fighting for social division. They're trying to divide this nation. And look, a, a, a country united cannot be defeated. But a nation that is divided, we're in trouble. And they're trying to divide us with race biting. And look, I, I, that's why I look at so, I look, Black Lives Matter, the phrase I'm not against. Because I think black lives matter. I believe Asian lives matter. I believe white lives matter. I believe all, look, all lives matter. As a believer, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say go just go in America. So I believe everybody, no matter your skin tone, no matter your blood, no matter your race, if, if, if you go ahead and accept Christ, you're my brother. People that are listening to this podcast that know me personally are black or white or Hispanic. They know me personally, and they know I don't look at the color of people's skin. But it's funny when Black Lives Matter does it, they single out people because they're white. It's not racism. You know, it's funny. There's a video surfing that was done by Terrence Williams. I was supposed to have the audio, and I just never put it on my, my system. Of people, of, of men that are calling themselves the Black Panthers, going into a store that the owners were Asian and saying, y'all talked bad about a black woman, made fun of black lives matter. Y'all better never do that again. If y'all do, we're going to shut you down. How is that not promoting fear? How is that promoting unity? It's not. And you know what I call them people? Terrorists. Because what they're doing is they're putting fear in the hearts of people so they can get their way. You know what? Who does that? 
the radical Muslims in other countries that blow up uh, buildings and try to and try. And, and you know what people promote it. That's justice. No, that's racially divided people. It's not social justice. It's a social divide. And that's what black lives matter is pushing. And they proved it this week without any evidence, without a, without looking at anything that I told y'all today. They went ahead and they labeled that, 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 that white woman a racist, a bigot. Made her lose her job. No evidence, no nothing. But social, for social justice. Makes me sick how, how people are guilty before proven innocent. When our country says it is innocent until proven guilty. What has our nation come to? All right. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the second big story of this week in this third and final segment. And we're going to talk about court packing. It was revealed, I think, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, that Thursday, Jerry Nadler and other folks in the, the Capitol in Congress is trying to push legislation for court packing. They want to add Four, not one, not two, not three, but four new justices. Of course, if this passes, Mr. Biden ain't going to go ahead and look at the right side and say, yes, we need to put two conservatives and two liberals. No, these are going to be four liberal judges. Which would give the majority... To the to the liberals. Oh, we got we got uh, John Boehner, not John Boehner. Um, Chief Justice, I forgot, I forgot his name. He, he he's not. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not a conservative. I want to go ahead and get his name because I want to say it right here. But anyway, they want to add four, yes, four justices to the Supreme Court, which will make it from nine to thirteen. And I, I want to remind you, everyone, that someone said they weren't going to do this. Well, I guess you could say they said it because the media really didn't ask questions on that. Because how many of y'all remember that in a debate, Trump asked Biden, John Roberts, that's who it was. I had to get that out. John Roberts is the uh, chief justice. A lot of people might say, wait, he's a conservative. No, he was born in New York. What do you expect? Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. But they, they go ahead and Democrats were saying, I remember um, uh, it was Graham Allen. Graham Allen said the other day that he went ahead and put a post on Facebook around the time that it was going to pack the court. And of course, Facebook fact checkers, they're, they're so accurate, said, no, 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 it's not true. You're promoting lies, you're promoting, you're promoting false, and we got to block this post. A lot of Democrats are saying, well, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Come on. You really think we're going to do that? When asked Biden, Biden said, hey, I'm not going to answer that because that's all you're going to focus on. Biden went around that question so much, you thought he was in a merry-go-round. 
Biden went around the question, but Trump, Trump told people, look, they're going to pack the Supreme Court. And when he asked Joe, are you going to pack the Supreme Court? All Joe can say, come on, man, come on. But folks, now we're living where they're passing legislation. Also, before this legislation was passed, Joe Biden went ahead and set a committee full of left-wing nuts to decide if he should sign this thing. They're having a committee see if we see how see if it will benefit or not benefit the country by expanding the courts. Folks. Trump told us what they were going to do. Now, look, I'm going to get I'm going to give them one of their arguments. The Constitution does not say that you have to have a certain limit of uh, justices. But I believe it was Ted Cruz that said, asked for a bill that would do it. And you know what? The Democrats shot it down. So I got a question, people. What's going to happen if they do set it to 13? And a Republican comes in there and does like Trump did and put three of them in there. And look, Trump, Trump didn't pack the court. See, Joe Biden was trying to say that. Oh, see, he's packing the court because he's, he's putting conservatives on there. This is how smart this dude is. This was people that either died or resigned and Trump filled the spot. Trump didn't go up there and say, hey, I want to add more justice to the Supreme Court. Trump filled in vacancies. Biden is trying to add seats or the Democrats are trying to add seats because that's the only place they technically they don't have. It's supposed to be a 6-3 majority, but I just talked about John Roberts. John Roberts has not sided with Trump in no cases. He's one of them that that said, I don't want to hear nothing about voter fraud. So in reality, we have a 5-4 decision that is leaning towards conservatism. With Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh, that Trump, Trump employee, uh, appointees that he put in there. Trying to say that Trump packed the court. No, Trump was filling vacancies. The Democrats want to pack the court with four leftists. Nuts. Because you know, this is, the, this is why they don't want the court in a conservative favor. One, the five of the, of the nine judges that are on there are constitutional lawyers and constitutional Supreme Court justices. And the Democrats right now are doing everything in their power to take away gun laws, to take away our First Amendment rights, trying to change voter laws. Because you see, if they pack the court, HR uh, 1, which is the new voting laws, when it goes to the Supreme Court, they say it's constitutional and it's not. When the Constitution clearly states that the states have sole responsibility for setting voter laws. See, if it goes to the Supreme Court right now, five, it would be a five, probably a 5-4 or 6-3 decision that the state's got to do it in the Supreme Court. Um, the, the federal government has, shouldn't do nothing with, with voting laws. If they go ahead and take gun laws away and it goes to the Supreme Court, Right now, 9 out of 10, it'll be shot down because they're violating the Second Amendment. But you see, the Democrats don't want that. See, the Democrats hate anything that the odds are not in their favor. 
They got the House. They got the Senate. They got the presidency. The only thing they don't have in the branches of government is the justorial system right now. Because Trump being in there, Trump has filled many vacancies in the judges. Like I said, three in the Supreme Court. But folks, the Democrats are trying to stack the deck against this country and against anyone that speaks against them. They're, you, they're, they're trying to uh, oppress us and suppress us with their views of life. This is why they're trying to pack the court, because it's not in their favor. I believe it was Bernie Sanders, and I don't, I don't agree anything with Bernie Sanders, but Bernie Sanders said, look, if y'all do this, they're gonna, the, the Republicans are going to use this against us. And what, like I said, as my point earlier, what's going to happen if another Republican president gets in there and there's three vacancies and it goes back into the Republicans favor. Oh, we got to add it to 15. Oh, we got to add it to 20. Heck on it. Let's go ahead and add it to 30. They're going to keep moving that goalpost. Always. And I'm going to bring up another point, folks. It's funny how. Democrats are the only ones that have the idea, hey, let's add Supreme Court justices to the Supreme Court. I believe it was Franklin D. Roosevelt that first brought up this idea. He wanted to bring it up to 15. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't think no Republican has said, hey, let's add Supreme Court justices. Let's go ahead and add judges to the Supreme Court. None of them. None of them have. That, to my knowledge... But you're going to have Democrats like Jerry Nadler, who's been in there since sixth grade. Don't care nothing about the country because Jerry Nadler and, and Adam Schiff and all these. And if you look at the bill, all these people that support it and want it, try to impeach Trump. Look, did I agree that the Supreme Court did not take the cases? For voter fraud? No, I do not agree. I think they should have had a backbone and listened to the cases from Texas and all these places. But the thing of it is, it's been nine since, I think, 150, 200 years. It has worked for us in the past. So why do they want to change it? The same reason they want to change voting laws. The same reason they want to go ahead and change... Our gun rights, the same reason because they're trying to oppress and take away our freedoms, folks. And look, I, I hate to say it, and I don't put my faith in the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court has not pulled in our favor. But the Supreme Court really is the last line of defense. The Biden administration already told the Supreme Court that they should allow people to go in the house and take guns without a warrant if it's threatening their health. But that could mean anything. That they don't they don't want a warrant for to go to, to go take guns no more or anything of that nature. Folks, it's getting serious. Biden said, "Oh, I'm against it." Nights as a committee to go ahead and see if he's going to benefit the country. 
Democrats said, oh, that's Republican hogwash. That's Trump being dumb. We're not going to pack the court. Jerry Nadler and all of them. Hey, we're going to present legislation to talk about adding to the Supreme Court. They lied, folks. They lied. This was their plan all along. But if the American people would have knew about it, they wouldn't have won. And they knew that. I want to thank you for going ahead and joining me this week on the Cajun Conservative. Glad you stopped by. Please join me next week as we go ahead and talk about life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All I ask you to remember that Jesus is coming back. And the question is, do you know him? If you don't know him, because like I said, he's coming back and he's coming back soon. He's our only hope in this land. Thank you for listening. Until next week, you have a good one.